2: Welcome to the RotoWire Prospect Podcast. I'm Clay Link here with RotoWire.com's lead prospect analyst, James Anderson. James, we are uh, here on Alec Manoa Day. It's great to be chatting with you. Also, going to be taking some time on the show to, to preview and look ahead to your next set of dynasty ranks, kind of just where the major leaguers are slotting in at the moment. And uh, kind of pick those apart. And, yeah, they are in rough draft form right now, but uh, kind of preview those and talk through some things. How are you today, man?
3: I'm good. Uh, it is just, Alec Manoa Day. I, I, What do you want him to do tonight? Because, obviously, we, we have to look at this in terms of uh, a potential Fabapalooza coming on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, do we want him to just pitch well enough to, to – be assured of a spot in the rotation, but not so well that it's going to require like
2: a $400 bid to add him. I want him to tear it up. James. Okay. I really do. That's cool. (laughs) Because I did get him, I did get him active in one league. I didn't think I was going to be able to, um, I didn't in state league. You should
3: should have just started him there.
2: I know you kind of tried to talk me into it last weekend on the XM show. And I just didn't have the stones, but uh, I did end up swapping him into the Tout Wars lineup against Ariel Cohen, who will be joining us on this Friday's XM show, by the way. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Tough competitor, and it's going to be a a tough week for me. But I did slot him in there because I realized, and this is, you know, hey, I'm kind of uh, manipulating the rules a little bit, but I had plugged in Michael Pineda but Pineda was still on the IL so I could swap him out. And so I did. Well,
3: you swapped out a a pretty good start from him. Yeah, I
2: know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Pineda could have a better outing for sure. And uh, I just didn't want to miss out, you know, didn't want to be completely missing out on this. Cause I think he could go out there and just, I don't know. I think in Yankee stadium against a Yankees team that's depleted, he could go out and have a pretty good outing. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, I think it's, it's sneakily not like this gauntlet of a matchup for him. I mean, it's, it's kind of uh, a testament to what they think of him, that they're up for having him debut against the Yankees, but uh, especially for a right-handed pitcher, it's not, it's not really a gauntlet lineup. So um, my hopes are high. I, I think, you know, the only outcome that would suck is if he wasn't very good, but, any other outcome i could talk myself into it being being the right thing and i and i've got him going in our auto league uh oh, wasn't you able got to him. Get him in in the rest of my uh weekly lineup leagues but
2: i'm expecting big things from him i know you know the jump in competition looks great on paper but we just had no way to to gauge his progress over the last year or so so i'm thinking he could be uh could be a stud. He looked great in spring training, and he hasn't slowed down. So I'm thinking he, especially given the other options there, he should be here to stay. And your top pitching prospect in, in all the majors. So, again, we're talking about later in the show about your uh, upcoming set of dynasty rankings updated. And we're talking mostly about guys who are already in the bigs, but where do you think a guy like Manoa should slot in here? Uh Obviously, in Dynasty, you got to devalue them a little bit, but you think in Manoa is like a top 150 Dynasty asset, top 200?
3: Yeah, def- definitely top 150. Um, the My whole sort of process for doing these is I'm doing the big leaguers first in the top 400 Dynasty rankings because there's just a larger sample there. We, we kind of have... Uh, a better idea about what breakouts are legitimate and, and that kind of thing on the MLB side than on the MILB side. So I'm putting those together first. And then once those are done, basically later this afternoon, then I'll finish the prospect rankings update and then I'll slot in the top, I don't know, 100, 125 guys from the prospect rankings over to the actual dynasty ranks. So I'll be kind of ranking the big league are separate, the minor league are separate, and then sort of combining the list. So I, I, you know, it's, it's probably, you know, Manoa, I would, I would think he would be a borderline top 20 prospect for me. I, I think he's probably around like 25th right now. And, you know, you're probably going to get the top, 25 to 30 prospects inside the top 150 on the dynasty rankings. So uh, if I had to guess, I would say Manoa will be maybe just outside the top 100 of the overall dynasty rankings.
2: Awesome, man. We look forward to that. Of course you're doing both. That's a big undertaking and we all appreciate it. And this is going to be, I think, helpful too for those taking part in those second chance Memorial day leagues, just kind of, re-ranking the, the big league hitters right now and, and big league players and uh, seeing how things have changed so we'll be talking about that this podcast is sponsored by win bet i forgot to mention that at the very top of the show but we appreciate their sponsorship also uh, james i'm just now realizing i don't have a walk-up song at the ready so i'm gonna have to like scramble as we're doing this it won't be too hard to come up with one we will be drafting uh walk-up songs at the end of the show. I'm pretty happy with the playlist we've put together. Anything else you want to mention about Manoa before we uh, move on?
3: No, I'm just, I'm I'm glad that so many of our listeners were able to get in on him uh, while you could still get in. And I just, just hope that hoping for the best tonight. Um, Hopefully we, hopefully everyone's just freaking out about him on Twitter all night and just showing gif after gif after gif and, uh, we can all just overreact like crazy to a great start tonight.
2: Yeah, I love our guy Vlad Sedler, but I saw him saying he'd rather have Logan Gilbert rest of the way this season. I mean, Logan Gilbert's been a pretty big disappointment so far. Look, I was stashing him, too. <laughs> stashing, you know, the stashing, there's a, a thin line between genius and madness when it comes to stashing season. And so, you know, I'm stashing Bobby Witt, too. <laughs> Um, stake league. So the Manoa stash, you know, there's, there's good and bad with the stashes. Um, and I just think you know, a guy like Logan Gilbert, doesn't look great. He did have a little bit of a step forward yesterday, but I think Manoa's going to really pay off. And I think we're going to open the wall at big time in in the main event, no matter what pretty much no matter what the uh, result <laughs> is. today.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, Gilbert's got a better home park obviously, and it's, there's a pretty big gap, I would say, between the, the home parks, between those two,
2: but... And probably the opponents. That, the opponents. Yeah, I, I mean, mean the, sure. the angels yeah. are pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, I'm sorry to cut I, you off. I mean,
3: I, I, other, I don't... I mean, like... Sure. Yeah. I guess you could give the edge to the uh, opposition as well, but I mean, it's, it's not that close to me. Like, like they're not going to be like right next to each other on my prospect rankings or anything. So if we're just talking about pitching talent, it's clearly Manila for me, but there are some other factors that point in Gilbert's favor.
2: So let me just take a look at Manoa's upcoming schedule here, because obviously this is kind of a tough way to debut. But as we said, this is not the the uh, juggernaut Yankees team that we were used to seeing, Um, because they now head to back to Toronto, right? So it's going to be at New York and then in Toronto against or in Buffalo rather against uh, Miami. Well, Vince
3: Velasquez kept the Marlins off the board last night, much to my displeasure uh, with Sandy on the mound. So uh, I would have to imagine Manoa should be able to
2: handle that that lineup. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, nothing can really play more favorably than uh, TD Ballpark did. So uh, I know last year the park in Buffalo was pretty hitter friendly, but – Oh, we'll see. I think yeah, that versus Miami is not too daunting either. Then he's got to face the White Sox, which is kind of tough. But I do. I mean, I think this guy's ready to just be let off the chain and eat. Like I think he's just. I mean, it sounds corny and well, lame, but yeah. like a, bull, a bulldog mentality. Where if when you watch him, he's just he's getting after it, man. Like two two
3: guys two guys that I like really liked their skills coming into the year and just sort of stayed away because of those division and ballpark factors or John Means and Hyun Jin Ryu, and they've both been yeah. awesome. So I, I think we can maybe overthink things a little bit. Like if – like we should be looking at the talent first
2: and then the other factors second in, in these cases. Absolutely. I mentioned those second-chance leagues. Are you doing any of those? I'm not, but uh, no. kind of the I, talk I of can
3: them. I can barely handle my – currently
2: yeah plus i'm trying to win those
3: yeah i it'd be one if i was just
0: having we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
3: The disaster season, I might yeah. do it, well, but I I gotta gotta protect some squads.
2: Yeah, I uh, That's my main focus. my My Sundays are shot enough. Like, and my my entire Sunday is Fab. But thinking about Fab, it's it's bad. I also love it, and uh, you get that immediate payoff when, when nine o'clock central hits in the NFC. It's a great great feeling. Um, let's get into your. Well, get into previewing your dynasty ranking update coming soon to to rotawire.com. First, let's go to a word from our sponsors.
1: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply.
2: And I'll splice those into the audio file. James looking at your dynasty ranks, previewing them. This is a rough draft, the ones that we're looking at now, but I thought we'd go through, talk about some things. Ronald Acuna Jr., no surprise at number one. And Fernando Tatis Jr., number two, another one that's really no surprise. But I think the health of the shoulder, we're still kind of fresh after that and it's still kind of fresh on our minds. But I think this that's a justified ranking even with those concerns because he's producing even even while playing through it. So, and I imagine yeah. they, they get this corrected surgically, probably in an off-season, probably this coming one. I mean, if if Tatis had been healthy all season,
3: I mean, I, I think his numbers would look even better than Acuna's, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, a, a, Acuna was an easy call at number one, but... Um, You know, with these, it's always, I mean, these are so tough to do uh, because we're all just sort of prisoners of the moment and everything like that, but it's, you know, when in doubt, you should kind of try to take as as big of a step back as you can, and, I mean, Tatis is, is just an amazing building block in Dynasty.
2: And then Juan Soto, a little bit of a slower start for him, but, I mean... Small sample and as well as as they come. These are for OBP leagues, too, I should That's, say. These yeah. are,
3: I mean, it, they can be used in any format and we'll have the up down arrows for the batting average and OBP and everything like that. And uh, they're for 15 team leagues where each team starts two catchers, but uh, just worth noting, uh, especially with like Soto and Trout and Bellinger and guys like that, that it is OBP, not batting average.
2: And even with that in mind, Vladdy Jr. checking in at four. It's been an unreal start, and I really don't want to hear about how everybody do it because nobody wanted to draft him. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean nobody, but he's still. You know, I look back at some of the auction prices, and it was it was totally affordable, and um, he's kind of becoming the guy we all thought he'd be. Uh, but not everybody thought it'd be right away this year, so I think. You know, it's. I think this is the first year of a year, or of a chunk of time that we'll look back at and look at the baseball reference page and just see a, a big old Hall of Fame resume with this kind of being the first real year of that that resume. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of thought his statistical
3: production was going to mirror Albert Pujols's, um back when he was. Prospect, and I, I thought he would hit the ground running and just kind of get on that trajectory right away as a rookie, and it didn't didn't happen right away, and you know that's part of the game. But uh, yeah, I mean this is pretty crazy. I I was looking at our earned auction calculator on the site, and I for just five by five roto leagues with OBP, he is the far and away most valuable player to date uh, if you're
2: in an OBP league this year. Yeah. He's amazing, man. And just an absolute stud. Still remember he brought it up last week on farm Friday that like Dominican backfield home run derby showing or just BP, I guess when he was 14, 15, (laughs) just an unreal, unreal talent. And yeah, he didn't hit the ground running, but, same with Mike Trout, who's, who's fifth right behind you, and same with Jared Kelnick, he's not hitting the ground running either. So, Major League Baseball is just incredibly difficult on both sides of the ball. So, would you would you have Vlad over Soto? I don't think so. I think that's I think that's right. Okay, because it's easy to say now, right now, maybe you would, but I mean Soto's the guy's just unreal and. We've seen him do what Vlad's doing right now, essentially, you know. But anyway, uh, Trey Turner right behind Trout then. I still – I'd agree that Trout, OBP, still deserves to be there. Uh, Turner, it's kind of like just boring, but he just does it all. uh, It shouldn't be boring, but at this point his consistency just kind of makes him boring. Uh, We don't really talk about him because he's just kind of – flat which is is great and Mookie Betts is kind of a little down right now but he's still awesome I I still think uh, he deserves it my first real gripe here is Cody Bellinger James he is coming back I saw he homered again on the rehab assignment I just don't know if I have him in this elite grouping I had a guy like Bichette, uh, Otani, J-Ram I don't know if I could do it you still think Bellinger deserves to be in that group?
3: Oh yeah, I mean i I didn't really have any reservations putting him there. I mean, this is OBP. If it was batting average, I'd probably have Bichette ahead of Bellinger. But um, yeah, you know, he's he's yeah. what <laughs> two years younger than mm-hmm. two years younger than Otani, like. Three years younger than J. Ram. Um, obviously, you, this man. is a low point. This is a low point in his value. But I mean, he's he's a 25 year old with a career 364 OBP. Uh, always going to be playing in one of the best lineups in the game. And um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really have any trouble
2: putting him there. I hear you. I do like the player i just i guess maybe because i watch mlb tv and i always see him see that highlight of him walking off the uh a game in the nlcs and then hurting his shoulder (laughs) i just worry about him doing stupid stuff sometimes but i mean and the injuries piling up but the shoulder i hope he can come back from our own jeff stotts had some Some sage advice, really, because this was back even before he got hurt again, but he just was worried about him coming back. And um, I kind of wonder if maybe it'll take him a while to really hit his stride coming back. I know it's the lower leg now, but I still worry about the shoulder, too, uh, with Bellinger. But uh, moving on here in your previewing your dynasty ranks, I mentioned Bichette, J. Ram, Bryce Harper, Harper now heard, and thanks, Joe Girardi. You know, that was so cool of you. such a competitive advantage to uh, lie to, to Uh Shohei Otani. I, dude, Otani, it's so crazy how things work out. <laughs> I, uh, I only have the one share with you in, in the main events, and it's so funny that we when we drafted him, we're like, oh, if we just think of him as our SP3 and don't even think about him, <laughs> up and down between Util and Pitcher. And then we ended up having to start in week one at Util. He hasn't budged since, and he's been our best hitter by a mile. So, I mean, I know he's like the runaway favorite for MVP right now and in the books, and I think he should be. He's he's unreal, and I think if this was a daily league, daily lineup moves, he could make a case he should be number one.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's still a really hard guy for me to rank because he actually, you know, I, I'm i not sure what type of true talent OBP he's going to have because you could, uh, on the one hand, is like K rate, walk rate aren't great. You know, that they're, they're just not, especially given his age. On the other hand, I think he's just kind of missed so many reps uh, with injuries, you know, in terms of reps at the plate and working as a two-way player that, you could argue that he'll improve his plate discipline metrics, you know, as the season goes on Uh, you know, what you can't really deny is that his he's got 80 grade game power and he gets to it with such ease. Uh, Some of the, some of the balls he hits out, he's just got no business hitting out and, uh, he's also got those wheels and he likes putting those to use i mean he he's been hurt a lot but he doesn't play like a player who's worried about getting hurt again like he's he kind of is always just playing 100% effort out there and uh i i mean if he was not a pitcher i would have him ranked even higher i just i think that sort of adds an element of risk that he could maybe hurt himself pitching in a way that Complicates things for him as a position player, but I mean, it's still, it still—he's a really tough guy for me to rank. Like, I could, I could see a case for having him in the top ten. I could see a case for having him outside the top twenty. Um, just and his his dynasty value over the past like three years has just been all over the map. So, <laughs> uh, pretty vol- pretty volatile player as well.
2: Now, here's where things start to get real, real interesting, I'd say, because you got Ozzy Albies right behind Otani, Xander Bogarts, who's just the ultimate just rock for your team, Corey Seager, Christian Yelich, Rafael Devers. Is this pretty fluid for you here? Because, I mean, I could – especially if you're trying to win now, maybe you bump Cole up. I know you got Cole down here at 22. Um I know when you do these, you, you like to put a focus on on hitting, but did you did you think about bumping Cole up for those win now players?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think for for like twenty percent of the managers in every dynasty league, Cole is a top ten player. So like the teams, the teams that can win the league. This year, like not just kind of, can get into the money that the teams that are legitimate contenders to win the league, Cole is a top ten guy. But then, any team that can't win the league this year, Cole's barely like a top twenty five guy. So it's just kind of threading that needle of, I mean that's that's what that's why these dy- like the dynasty rankings are so much harder for me to do than the prospect rankings because everyone understands like a prospect's a prospect, right? Like, you know, you can factor in like ETA and stuff like that, but, uh, there's just so many different, um, motivations depending on how good your dynasty roster is that a guy like Garrett Cole, like Garrett Cole's right next to Eloy Jimenez. Obviously if you're rebuilding, I think you'd rather have Jimenez. If you're contending, you would much, much rather have Garrett Cole. Um, so I, that's just, it's really tough. I tend to err on the side of kind of like, you know, what would a middle of the pack team kind of do? I mean, that's, that's hard to do as well, but I mean, it's just, it's such a hard process because just pitcher like you shouldn't be building around pitchers if you're two or three years away from winning your league, like you should be, if you have Garrett Cole right now and you're not contending, you should be trying to trade him. And um, you could probably get more for him than some of the hitters I have ranked ahead of him, especially if it's a really tight battle in your league and, and he could just be the deciding piece, but um, you know, the hitters I have ahead of him uh, for the most part, maybe with the exception of like Christian Yelich and Aaron judge, Uh, the hitters I have ahead of him are going to absolutely hold their value for longer than Garrett Cole will hold his value. Like, I, I just, I don't think that that's all that debatable. So um, it's really hard. It's really hard in this range. Um, You know, I, I, could, and yes, to your, to your question, it is, it is extremely fluid there from, it's even fluid like the Otani parts fluid to me too like Mm. basically from like 12 to 22 it's extremely fluid
2: yeah i have some important breaking news by the way apparently josh fuentes uh he was slumping in april so he cut his hair and changed his name he's now joshua fuentes so i was typing there for a minute and i was responding to a question as to whether we need to change his name in the database I said yeah, probably. I don't imagine Joshua Fuentes made your made your list here. But we'll continue making our way down. Sorry to inter- interrupt there, James. But uh behind Cole, you mentioned, you know, Luis Robert, Eloy, I mean and then you get to Sch- Bieber. Bieber's been not quite himself so far this year, but I still think he's probably in that echelon. Um I gotta say, I'm a little surprised you don't have Corbin Burns over Bieber, but I think maybe that's probably the measured, the measured more reasonable take right now. And Burns has come back to earth a little bit, right? I only have him in one league, I think, but um, you still like Bieber over Burns long term? Uh,
3: I mean, I think Burns maybe has a higher ceiling. Uh, I don't think no, I he think really. I don't don't think we should expect, like it shouldn't just be a given assumption that Burns is going to ever have a better year than Shane Bieber's best year. Um, I mean, uh, there's, there's a lot to be said for proving that you can handle a starter's workload. Uh, Burns, this is going to be his first real shot to do that. And by the next time I update these, um, I mean, if he's still kind of cruising and hasn't, hasn't missed time with injuries, then I could see Burns being the number two pitcher on the list for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, he could even like, we could be, I could be doing these rankings in the off season and like Burns could be the number one pitcher for dynasty leagues. But I just think we, you know, I, I want to see him hold up and, you know, he hasn't really had the opportunity to show that just yet.
2: Yeah, man. It's a good point. I mean, Bieber has cleared 200 before at 77 and a third last year. He's already got 65. The whip with him is just abnormally high right now. One, two, six for Bieber. Um, this hasn't quite looked great, but I think, you know, there is, that is such an underrated skill being able to do it again and again and take the ball every fifth day throughout an entire year. It's tough. We, we have not seen it yet. Uh, Trent Grisham hurt right now, but in this mix. Jacob DeGrom down here. Um, the injuries, you know, it's, it hasn't really been anything bad, but just what a little thing here or there over the years. His age is starting to creep up. And then uh, Woodruff Giolito, definitely encouraged with how Giolito has been looking his past few outings. Uh, then Kyle Tucker, pretty interesting. Um Kyle Tucker was off to a pretty brutal start this year, but you haven't lost much faith, it seems.
3: I mean, I've always kind of been lower on Kyle Tucker, so I I just – I don't think – I think he's kind of exactly what I thought he was, basically, and just his age and uh, – You thought ability. he was like a
2: 235
0: guy?
2: I mean, he's oh, been pretty, I, pretty rocky I mean, I so –
3: Obviously, I don't have him anywhere um,
1: <laughs> yeah
3: but like, I don't but like thing. you know i just i think he was getting overdrafted this year, but he he's gonna provide power he's gonna provide speed he's he's really young um, he's gonna be hitting in a very high spot in that order for the next four or five years so uh not not a perfect player by any stretch, but you know it, that that's that's what you want to build around is is hitters that are Tucker's age.
2: I think I would take Randy Orozarena over him, and maybe that's recency bias. But that recency is starting to build, you know. I mean, he's hot right now in that hot stretch in the postseason, obviously. But I think, I don't know, Kyle Tucker is stealing bags and, and hitting some homers. He's got 10 homers and four bags with 235. 304, 465. I almost think Randy Rosarena may be a better player than him.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would take a Rosarena rest of season. Uh, what's I mean, I think there's probably like a
2: three-year age gap between those two. That's a good question. Uh, um, Tucker's 24. Randy's probably, what, 25? No, he's older than that. Oh, right. <laughs> uh he's 26 so two right. two years um yeah, yeah I mean I,
3: that's that's definitely part of it if they were if they were the same age I'd probably have Verrazzarena ahead as well um you know you just again this is the challenge here of doing these at any point in the calendar but especially less than two months into the season like two weeks. For either of these guys, that are good or bad, is going to shift the way you look at them. But you know, I think that that the fact that Tucker's 24, you're getting his entire prime. You're only going to get part of Reina's prime.
2: Um, you know, I think that's that's part of it. The guy who's 24, like Tucker, Glaber Torres, tough start for him, but you still have him pretty high here. Uh, I know these are a rough draft. And we're this is a big, OB,
3: OBP really helps Glaber
2: out. Yeah, that's um, true.
3: If it, if it was not OBP, like, and it, OBP really helps Glaber, and it really hurts Tim Anderson, who's right behind him. Um, you know, I, Tim Anderson would maybe be 15 spots higher if we're just talking the batting average league, but uh, he just doesn't really walk, and... Glaber maybe walks too much,
2: and Tim Anderson doesn't walk enough. Yeah, I'm liking the Glaber's finally getting it going a little bit, but it's been pretty tough so far. Need to get him a good long stretch against the O's. You know, got to get him against the Orioles. Uh, Aaron Nola, Jack Flaherty, Trevor Story. We don't know what his future holds, but it's probably uh, not in Colorado. Uh, Nolan Arenado's been great outside Colorado. Pete Alonso hurt right now. But I think that's about right for him. Austin Meadows, struggling a little bit with the batting average, but still a a nice player. Jordan Alvarez, my boy Nick Castellanos, love to see that. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, he's had a little bit of uh, bad luck in terms of run support. Uh, Frankie Lindor, I think most people probably lower on him than 47. But this guy has got to figure it out, James. I mean, Frankie's he has been like a all-world type of player before. He's he's not this bad. I mean, 185 294. I think he's he's obviously pushing a little bit and pressing. And uh there'll be a lot brighter days ahead. It's I think if you're doing a draft, he probably slips quite a bit further than 47, but uh I think that's probably where he belongs.
3: I'm, yeah, I'm kind of hedging with that ranking, right? Like, I mean, obviously he's not this bad, but I think I think I would probably be in the median here. I think you'd find people that would say that we're overreacting by even having him outside the top like 35. But uh, you know, I just I don't know what his the level like. Even if he bounces back, like I don't think he's ever going to be like a top 20 pick again so it's more just about i I just trust him to provide really steady production uh for the next five six years even though it, it might not be superstar production
2: yeah and then uh gavin lux well byron buxton gavin lux austin riley riley's just been out of his mind lately man i I gotta say the swings for him have been pretty dramatic, but you were do you have Austin Riley? Is he kind of this year's Sandy for you? Do you have a hundred percent Austin Riley exposure? Um Is it damn near a hundred percent?
3: I wish it was a hundred percent. Uh I'm pulling that up right now.
2: Um I think I have, I just know you I were have, beating the drum for him.
3: Yeah, I have fifty four point five percent. Austin Riley exposure and NFBC. NFBC. Um, and then uh, the top, my top three for NFBC exposure are Yusei Kikuchi, Sandy, and Abisail Garcia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it can't all be gems, but I mean, Riley's been great. I know the BABIP's been really high and the K's are still higher than you'd like, but uh, he's showing what he's capable of doing. And I love that quote from Ronald Acuna where he said, like this guy's just scratching the surface or whatever he said, but uh, I mean, definitely an exciting time. If you have him in dynasty, I just, I love these guys in dynasty where they're like
3: 23, 24 and they've firmly established that they're going to be everyday players. You know, it like Austin Riley is probably never going to be even like a second round pick, even in his, even in his absolute prime but like he's going to be a top 100 pick i think for the next seven years uh so like that that type of staying power that that gives you just such a big window to compete in in dynasty
2: yeah absolutely it's uh riding high right now i i think a lot of people would maybe suggest selling high on austin riley but i think your rank here suggests you know probably going to be an anchor for your team Having him as a top fifty dynasty asset right at fifty. Uh, well he'll be lower. Strong once endorse- I have
3: the prospects. Once well I yeah, the okay. prospects will be lower. A but, little yeah. bit lower,
2: yeah. I don't know how many prospects do you think are inside the top fifty though? Maybe like ten handful? Yeah,
3: yeah, I would say yeah. okay. I would say five
2: like five to ten, yeah. Okay. So right behind Austin Riley, Ramon Loriano. I wish uh, I kind of wish his stolen base clip. Had remained what it was earlier. He's kind of slowed down, but
3: I, I'm glad it is what he
2: was
3: I'm glad it didn't because I I was just hating myself there for a couple of weeks <laughs> for not having more Lourdes. So I'm I'm glad that he's only going to steal like 25 bases
2: instead of 40,
3: which would have <laughs> Yeah,
2: he still only got eight. I mean, eight sounds great, but he had eight like a month ago. <laughs> he actually, yeah, he has not stolen a base. Ramon Loriano has not stolen a base in his last 37 games. So he stole eight through April 13th. Come on, Ramon. Laser Ramon. That's one of the great nicknames in baseball, Laser Ramon. Uh, that, I hope he's not a little dinged up with his lower half or something because that is a little strange to, to, to run wild like that and then just stop abruptly.
3: Was, it, was he just going against some terrible – throwing catchers or something in those first it's
2: three possible.
1: years.
2: He also has had a thumb injury, which they said was minor earlier in May. So maybe didn't want to like aggravate that or something. He also had a wrist issue, but yeah, that's so weird that he just stole eight, then just stops. Uh, but I still think he's a 20 steel guy pretty easily by the end of the year, maybe 30. Um, he's been caught twice since his last 37 games. But no successful steals for Ramon Loriana Jazz, though, oh, God. I, I tweeted that I wanted, like, a live, like, CNN, like, live footage of him, like, touching down, coming back from a <laughs> rehab assignment. Because this guy is a superstar, and we got to hype up the – we got to hype up our big league superstars more. So I think I think he's a superstar, Jazz Chisel. Yeah, I mean,
3: it's he's had a pretty rough – run since uh coming back from injury has still been i mean he's already got more steals than laureano at nine um in just 30 games so that that's awesome uh i mean i could if someone wanted to tell me like jazz should be 20 spots higher fine 20 spots lower fine um he's just there's so much fluidity with his ranking right now like when i do these i'm gonna shoot to have these done uh the next update like just before the trade deadline and like he could be he could be top 20 by then he could be outside the top 75 it's just it's tough to say with him because that he did have that strikeout rate well under 30 now it's up to 35 the walk rate's kind of been cut in half so um i, I feel like he might be trying to like make up for last time or something but um yeah i mean i think I think when when the dust settles, he's going to be a
2: total stud. Maybe I'm buying a little too much into the cool factor here because he does have a 35% K rate. Maybe he's not a superstar player, but the the tools are exciting, and he still has time to to refine those plate skills. only 23 years old. Uh, But, yeah, maybe maybe not a superstar player, but I I want him to be a superstar because he could be great for that Miami uh, club. Chris Bryant, right behind him. He's had a big resurgent year. Andrew Vaughn, love that he finally uh, opened. He pried Tony LaRusse's eyes open, like in uh, like the, Clockwork Orange.
3: Uh, oh, I, I thought you were going to reference when the Arizona State Patrol had to pry his eyes open in the <laughs> middle of that <laughs> oh, intersection.
2: <no>. Oh, man. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, – You've never seen. Have you seen a clock? Yeah. Yeah. We're oh, yeah. going yeah. they make him watch this horrible thing.
1: Yeah,
2: um, that's what essentially had to happen for him to realize how good this guy was. But I do think he's probably solidified himself now, and uh, he's been he's been really heating up. Andrew Vaughn, Yon Mankata has been a little disappointing so far. Conforto hurt. Uh, Matt Olson next on the list. Dylan Carlson's been really good, especially for OBP. Is that a big part of having him here?
3: Well, he, I think he's hitting for a pretty high average, too.
2: Yeah, he um, is. I think I, he's getting he's on nice. base like 380 clip or something. Yeah, I mean, if he was doing more in terms of...
3: If he was doing more in terms of power and speed, he'd be higher. Uh, yeah,
2: no stolen bases.
3: Right. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, I, I think... Carlson was sort of always ranked high for me as a prospect, more for the floor than the ceiling. So, you know, I, I was certainly hoping he'd have more than zero steals at this point in the year. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, it. I'm I'm mostly kind of hoping that the the homers start to pile up here because I don't I don't want him to finish the year with like a high batting average, high OBP, and like. 16 homers and four steals uh that'd be kind of disappointing but um really nice i mean at, at the plate he's he's been kind of everything we hoped he'd be if not more
2: yeah that guy's only 22 years old, and, um and yeah, the, the steals are definitely in question because he only has one in his career in the big leagues in 81 games still in carlson sprint speed isn't great uh 73rd percentile, according to baseball savant. Again, he's 22 years old, but I do wonder if maybe that's not going to be a big part of his game. And that pace you were mentioning 16 and four, that'd actually be, you say it's disappointing, but given the pace he's on right now, um, you may be lucky to end up with that. Frankly, um, obviously if he's going to end up hitting 285. Uh, that'd be great. But, Sixteen and four, maybe a, a long shot at this point for Dylan Carlson. Uh, let's move on, though. James, Clayton Kershaw, Will Smith, Anthony Rendon, Julio Arias has been fantastic. Uh, Ian Anderson, Pablo Lopez, JT Realmuto, uh, Max Muncy, uh, OBP that seems about right. Joey Gallo gets that big OBP bump as well. Well, uh, Max Muncy's
3: fourth on the player radar right now in OBP leagues because really? he got
2: a 459 OBP. Jeez. I didn't, I know he was kind of heating up but, and it was hitting some bombs, but good grief, man. Yeah. I guess I got to take that L, you know, he famously was not written up for, uh, I say famously, but just in my own head because I, you know, kicked myself for, it. but we didn't write him up for that one. For the magazine that year, before he exploded with the uh, the Dodgers, because he'd been, I think, released from AAA Nashville or DFA or something, and the same kind of boat with uh, Adolis Garcia. But I think Max Muncie, I mean, he's obviously done it for numerous years now, and just those play skills are, are rock solid. So it's kind of amazing that the A's missed on that this guy. Oh, by the way, I wanted to see where Adelis was on your on your rankings. One sixteen. So, what do you, yeah. what do you think? Too, too I think that's. Low? I was going to say a little too high, maybe, but looking at some of the guys below him, well, you still have to add in the prospects too. So, um, I think maybe when you do that, he'll be about where he, he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, a hard guy for me to buy into, but maybe I just have that Max Muncie. Block where I just there's so many teams Gee. passed on him and I just have it where he can't be this good.
3: I thought you were more high
2: on him than I was, so that's that's
3: interesting.
2: Well, I did say that I'd take him over uh, Nick Senzo on, on the show. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> but at going the time on, yeah. I thought that was kind of going on a limb. At the because <laughs> I had paid up big for him in the X M Dynasty League, I at least had paid like four fourteen out of a thousand. And I'd that was a 15 team, but if I had Nick Senzel in like a 12 and adolis was still out there, I know it doesn't look so bold now, James, but a month ago that was kind of bold. Nick Senzel down at 285. I, I don't know if I'd even have him top 300, but uh, obviously he's hurt now, so easy for me to say. But he just – I don't know if it's ever going to click for Nick Senzel. Well, there's a long –
3: a long history of it not clicking and not really any history of it clicking. So
2: that's so true. Uh, Luis Severino is kind of high up at one Oh three. Just don't know. And Syndergaard, did you hear about him? Did they say that? Yeah, was, uh, I, had him,
3: I had Syndergaard about 20 spots higher than this. And I, I'm not sure exactly what to do with him right now. Cause he uh, obviously yeah. very disappointing news with his rehab start. And, Kind of, I know we're not having Jeff Stotts on this week, but that'd be the first thing I'd ask him is just like, you know, is this, are we panicking? Is it like 10 out of 10 panic meter? Or is this kind of something that can happen when a guy's working his way back from Tommy John? Um, yeah. I, I don't really know what to do with, with those guys. Like, again, this is a very, very fluid point in the calendar for Severino, Syndergaard, Chris Sale, uh, Zach Gallen. Um, you know, I, I bumped like Zach Plisak down like 15 spots to, to like 102. Um, like dus- Dustin May, I kept inside. Like, and this is all without adding in the prospects yet, but Dustin May is just inside my top 120 because I think if he comes back, comes all the way back from Tommy John, then I think he's he could establish himself pretty quickly as like a top 20 pitcher for dynasty leagues, but he's obviously going to miss, um, most of next year with Dustin May. So he's a tough guy to rank too.
2: Yeah. Syndergaard left the uh, low A St. Lucie start yesterday with right elbow soreness, which they say is precautionary, but, and I know there's a new ownership there, but it's still the Mets. And I don't really look into or take precautionary at its I don't take them at their word is what I'm trying to say. Um, I definitely do. Not. By the way, I wanted to thank uh, Marty for his kind words about the show. And he wanted to know if we're starting Manoa tonight. And we talked about him at the top of the show. Just wanted to, uh, you know, since he m- commented here, wanted to address Marty and just say, I am starting Manoa and head to head. That is a points league though. I would start him in stake league if I could have that decision back. Oh, that's a I'm starting I'm
3: starting him in our 12 team auto new league with uh, oh, right with an innings. innings innings cap so that's right. Uh, Partly li- now part part of why maybe I'm starting him there is just because I want to have one little piece of the action um, since the other leagues I have him in are weekly leagues and I didn't start him so uh, I. I might just be starting. Like, if I had him a bunch of other places, maybe I wouldn't start him. at auto new with the innings cap, but uh, unless you're in, unless you're in like a really shallow roto mm-hmm. league where you're really trying to protect everything, I don't think you got. I mean, I think I think you start him. I mean, this is this is the whole point the of upside. rostering him in the first place. Yeah,
2: I think there's like a there's like eleven to thirteen k upside. I'd say. I mean. I think he's that good, and he's done that before against big league hitters in spring games. So um, I think it could be a big one. You don't want to miss out if you you have the opportunity to plug him in. You mentioned Plesak. I don't have any inside knowledge about this injury, but I I have to feel this is a gaming injury. (laughs) (laughs) And we saw with – who was it uh, on the A's? Jesus Lizardo Lizardo had a gaming injury. And <laughs> yeah, I you man, know, they say that they say that police have just ripped his shirt off or took it off too aggressively. I imagine that was in celebration of like a, a Mario Kart win or something like this.
3: Yeah, I think this is this is something to be on the lookout for is these this uptick in gaming injuries that we're seeing
2: <laughs> among We are in an era of gaming injuries. It's kinda wild. <laughs> um who was it? David Price too. He's like an OG gamer. I remember he had, like, Carpal Tunnel or something Man, it's for tough. some reason. they are going to have to start
3: writing this into these players' contracts if they're not allowed to game. No,
2: we're in the era of gaming injuries, <laughs> and it's absolutely wild. I uh, I know that J-Ram is a big – I've heard, anyway, that he's a big Mario Kart guy, so I'm, I just have it in my head that maybe Police Act somehow beat J-Ram in Mario Kart, got excited, and tore his shirt off. And hurt his thumb, but that is uh, brutal injury. Because I, I thought he was starting to really look good in uh, a couple starts before. Uh, you know, I know his one right before he got hurt was not too good, but I thought he was starting to, to round into form. Uh, Joe Adell down at one fourteen looked so far away from putting it together last year, but he's been on at AAA, and I kind of was on Brandon Marsh, but I think Brandon or uh, Joe Brandon Marsh was who I was on, but Joe Adell. I would think has got to be getting close to a call. up. Uh,
3: Yeah. I mean, I think there's only so long. You can just go out there and Homer in almost every game before they give him a taste, but I don't, you know, again, he's kind of hurt by this being an OBP set of rankings. Uh, I just, it's, if his strikeout rate was like 24%, I'd be pretty bullish on him in his next chance in the majors. But, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that's what you want to see. And in fact, his strikeout rates even higher than it was at triple a in 2019 before he got the call that year. And then he went on to strike out 42% of the time in the majors. So I, you know, I, I think there's this is an okay window right now, I think, to cash Joe Adele out. But then I think there's gonna be another window to buy pretty low after he gets back to the majors. Cause I, I just I think it's more likely than not that he struggles again.
2: Yeah, the strike on walk rates on a AAA, really not impressive right now. Thirty three point seven percent K rate. Seven percent. Uh, walk rate, but yeah, ten homers already through twenty-two games. Or I'm sorry, through eighteen games, age twenty-two. Ten homers through eighteen games, you also got a couple bags, twenty RBI, and you look at that team right now. Ugh, I mean Jay up leading off and then just a slew of uh just mediocre bats and washed up uh I mean it sounds mean to say, but just guys who have no real business being there. And if I know Perry Manassian was trying to throw some cold water on Joe Adele saying he's making strides, but still not quite there. But uh, I have to think they give him a look pretty soon because this team could be so far, so far down by the time trout comes back. I mean, it it might not
3: even be a front office decision too. you know, like Artie Moreno might just look at the standings and be like, well, why the hell That's is that true. guy with 10 homers and triple-A? You
2: know. Yeah, you love a good owner who will step in like that. <laughs> you know, on, the, on the hair. Uh, we need more of that. Uh, but James, Dustin May down on the list. Uh, so many injuries in the game right now. Uh, Jake Cronenworth's been just fantastic. He's what? up at 125.
3: I wanted to ask you about the guy right ahead of him, Chris Taylor, who's on the main event squad. Uh, Chris Taylor... It. Is I yeah Chris Taylor's top twenty in earned auction dollars so far this year in OBP leagues, and he's thirty years old. He's a free agent after the year. I mean, where where would you have him ranked for for OBP? Because like I I could see the case for having him even higher. I thought I was pretty bullish on him heading into the year, but I mean he's been better than than even I thought he'd be.
2: Yeah, he's a really tough guy because my instinct at first is a little lower than he should be than he is here. But that's maybe because you know where he was draft season. I thought he was a value around like two hundred. Um, but I just you know maybe he leaves the Dodgers. He's he's got to be over thirty now, right? He's what thirty? He's thirty.
3: He's thirty exactly. I
2: think. Oh, is he okay?
3: Well, maybe would you, he leaves the Dodgers and is just kind of eh again. Would it even be bad if he left the Dodgers, though?
2: Maybe not. Maybe not. But they just have such a good – they just develop guys so well. And, uh, remember, he fizzled out with Seattle. and I just yeah. kind of have a little bit of a worry that maybe, maybe he'd leave and he'd just kind of be a guy. But, yeah, so far he's been just great and running, too. He's already exceeded his – his uh, stolen base total from last year, and yeah, I mean he could be a 20, 25, 10 guy pretty easily.
3: I we kind of we kind of skimmed past him, but um, I did want to m- note that I've got Trevor Rodgers right now at seventy-three, oh, wow. uh, right in front of Jesse Winker, and right in front of Joe Musgrove and Kevin Gaussman Should and right in front of Luis Castillo. How does how does that? That run of like Darvish 71, Teoscar 72 on down through uh, Key Brian Hayes at at 80. How does that run strike you? Is that
2: I think it looks pretty good. I mean, I think so. I maybe would like – a guy like Springer I'm kind of down on right now, but maybe I'd lower him below a lot in this group. But that all looks about right. I mean, DeWink, man, I'm buying into – I was wrong. I was, I'm was. i late to the party, let's say that. And I, as a Reds fan, I shouldn't be. I guess I have to turn in my Reds fan card because uh, I fell asleep during the rain delay of Wade Miley's no-no. Then I didn't draft Jesse Winker on a single one of my 17 teams. But now I'm like back in, man. He just looks so locked in and just steady that maybe I'd bump him up a little bit. But I think that in terms of the ordering here, Rogers, Musgrove, Gaussman. Uh, Castillo behind those guys. I'd say that's right. Castillo really, really hard right now. I, oh, yeah. I mean, I think this is about right, but yeah, I could see fifty spots in either direction. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a month from now, you ranking him any, mm-hmm. anywhere in that range. Uh, but dude, Winker and Rogers, I want to fully buy into. I, I didn't think he looked great the other night. I was watching him. Cause the Reds were off. I think who was he facing the other night? Uh, Phillies maybe. Yeah. I think that was maybe his worst start of the year. Yeah. I didn't think he looked that great. His command was a little off, but I mean, this guy's fantastic. And uh, I mean, they have a lot of good arms there, but do you think Rogers is like a number two in the big leagues from, from now on? Like, is he a number two big league starter?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I've got Sandy and Pablo Lopez ahead of him, uh, more so just based on track record. Uh, but, I, I mean, I think on a lot of teams he'd be the number two. Uh, it's it's so tough, man. Like, his, his command is kind of the, the swing skill for him. Yeah. Um, it's also kind
2: of a meaningless label. I just, yeah. you know, I just—it's kind of interesting, like because you were beating to the drum, but I think a lot of people were like, I mean, you know, looked at him as a number five when he could be just as good as really any of those arms. Do you do you agree in having
3: that that group of Julio Arias, Ian Anderson, and Pablo Lopez up about ten spots ahead of the Rogers? of gaussman trio, or should those guys all be kind of right next to each other?
2: Hmm, good question. I'd say Urias kind of deserves to be up a little bit. Maybe not Anderson, although he's been really good. And uh, I feel like Pablo Lopez, I only have him on like one team, but he is fantastic too. Maybe he'd I'd bring down to the pack a little bit. Uh, maybe I'm Would also have- just not appreciating him. Would you have shirt. Urias even high like who would you rather
3: have in Dynasty context neutral uh Clayton Kershaw or
2: Julio Arias? I think Urias personally. But it's close. I mean Kershaw's still great. But Urias just looks like so steady. He's just always efficient. He just looks so polished for how old he is. I, I've got Injuries. the
3: same reservations with him as I do Corbin Burns. Like I from a just a pure how has he looked so far standpoint. True. She should be higher and maybe he should even be higher right now. Like, but I, and it does seem, I am encouraged that it does seem like the Dodgers are really going to push him this year from a workload standpoint, unless, unless for some reason they have a plan of shutting him down or moving him to the bullpen later in the year. But if, I mean, if he stays on this current pace, he's going to, low past his career high in innings. It's just a matter of how effective does, do Corbin Burns and Julio Arias look when they're like 20, 30, 40 innings past their previous career high in the majors.
2: Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And Arias was in the bullpen down the stretch, and it wasn't even for sure that he was going to be in the bullpen to start this season. But he was just, just kind of wrestled that job away and um, – yeah, I'm pretty high on him. But yeah, we just that is a qu- definite question mark in terms of how, how well he can hold up. And if he's can still pitch at this level when the innings start to add up. That's a good point. Tony in his rotation mate, you have at one forty one. Uh I'm excited to get him back in a few of those draft and holds. And it looks like you have high hopes for him uh coming back, you know, in in the rest of his career. You expect good things from Tony Gonsolin.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, I was kind of late to the party on Gonsolin and the party hasn't even really happened because of that injury, but, uh,
2: last year was kind of the party though, in a sense. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's hard to, I, I guess I was sort of not
3: willing to accept that that was all (laughs) Didn't want to come to the party. I didn't, (laughs) I declined the invitation to the party last year, uh, But Eno Eno is Eno's really talked me into him and I I mean I think you know it's hard to bet against the Dodgers developing a guy, especially when the yeah. um, advanced metrics kind of back up that his his stuff is that good. So uh I think you know it's it's always dicey to try to trade for a, an injured pitcher, but I think Gonsolin is a is a guy that I would be Sniffing around on, especially if I was maybe not in full-on contention mode
2: this year. Yeah, I like that too, especially because he's been hurt, and it might not kill you to, in terms of acquisition. You, costs. you'll
3: still you'll still have to you'll have to pay for him. But I think that you might find uh, his manager willing to kind of cash him out. Uh, it's kind of like a safe move rather than. Uh, just hold firm at at full price on him.
2: Aaron Savali, another young arm at 156, a little lower, but he's been really good so far, getting a lot of wins, which has been great. Uh, And then Kenta Maeda, 162. I think, you know, Dynasty ranks, he would have been a lot lower coming in. And then this reflects, I think this ranking does, uh, reflects a lot of concern about him, which is warranted. Uh, I I was on Maeda, you know, as a, third, fourth, fifth rounder, and it's been a huge bust. i got to worry about the arm, too. I just don't know exactly what's wrong, but the breaking stuff hasn't been there.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, it's – and then you look at age. You look at uh, track record of innings with Maeda. I mean, last year was – Probably more so than any pitcher in the game. Last year's sprint was perfectly set up for Kent Maeda, and this year it's been a different story. I I also think, like Blake Snell, I haven't won sixty one. I don't know what the hell to do with him because he's just he's not a five inning pitcher anymore. Like I I don't know what to make of that. Like he it, it just it's you're you're extremely fortunate if he goes deep enough to qualify for a win and pitches well enough to get the win. And so is that something that's going to change, like, at any point going forward? Is this just who he is? Like, I, I don't know what to do with Blake Snell either.
2: Yeah, really tough guy to figure out. We're kind of going long. We still have our hip-hop uh, walk-up song draft to do. But anybody else you want to mention? Maybe we could get a, to a few of these guys another week. But uh, And I know you'll be talking with Ian Kahn yeah. uh, next week. But anybody yeah. else you want to mention this week?
3: No, we can save it for like, well, actually, uh, yeah, really quick. Uh, so 127, 128, 129, I have John Means, Carlos Rodon, Freddy Peralta. What do you make of that trio?
2: And I, Means is a guy, another guy I just was dead wrong on. Rodon was completely hurt forever and then bet on himself. Good for him. I think I'd take Peralta, but actually, I think I'd take Rodon Peralta means, but I that's a really tough, tough one, man. Maybe this,
3: maybe what this means is that uh, Freddie Peralta is our next no hitter.
2: Oh, Uh, yeah, those guys
3: being right in a row.
2: That's Um, a good point. I, uh, (laughs) you know, means, I guess I just have to circle back to him and really dive in because. I feel like I'm maybe I'm holding on to that past dislike of him as a fantasy option, you know, because of the division. And I just didn't think he had it had it in him to navigate that division as well as he has. But I guess I have to begrudgingly accept that John Means is just a lot better than I realized. Yeah, but I still he, think he was, he's probably in that bunch.
3: I mean, another thing to consider with Means is that like, this is the worst his defense and run supports ever going to be.
2: It's true. He's like, 28, though. But yeah. I mean, that's not old. Something.
3: I love that. It, that's like a prime pitcher age for me. Like, I, yeah, I, th- we've talked about this before. Like, and Brett Sayer uh, mentions this a lot. I mean, like, I, I think age is often way too overvalued in dynasty rankings for pitchers um and 28, you know, 28, 29, 30, like that's that's right when you're kind of entering your prime as a as a pitcher in most most cases most cases at least for starters.
2: Yeah, that's a good thing to point out cuz I do kind of have it in my head that like, that's getting up there, but the the aging curve for hitters and pitchers is quite a bit different now, I'd say.
3: Oh, I And and to to that point, one the guy who Honestly, surprised me the most it maybe you can guess this but so there's this pitcher in the nl east who's having an amazing year who has been around a while i think he's 30 who Ed, i had, no oh, okay <laughs> I, I had zero zero shares of and i had no idea he was pitching this well because i just had no reason to be looking at it but um do you have any, do you have any guesses on this? This was by far the most surprising, like when I, cause I, you know, checking up on everybody and yeah, when I got to this guy's page, I was just like, geez, what's wrong with me? Like I could have gotten in on this guy.
2: You said NL East. Yeah. Oh, Stroman. Zach Wheeler. Oh, okay. Yeah. Zach Wheeler has been great. Stroman's been really good too, but this is a career I was not on Wheeler, Wheeler
3: either.
2: I was yeah, not I, on him either. And he's, and he's basically fastball slider. And it's working yeah. for him. Yeah, I didn't um, realize how good he'd been. Uh, two three eighty r a eight, nine four whip. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I, that That's, that was uh, a free. That was a free like top twenty
3: starter. I yeah. I don't. I forget where he was going in drafts, but I mean you could get him as like your SP four. So I have yeah. I done that one.
2: Yeah, I feel like I'm in striking distance in a lot of my leagues, but then yeah, I look around. I'm like, how did I? I don't know. This game will humbly yeah, but that's what's part of what's so great about it is uh you know we we study for 6 months and more than that it's kind of just like a lifestyle <laughs> it just becomes your life uh you still get some some guys wrong you overlook them and you just try to turn over as many stones as you can but James let's uh get to our walk up song draft i forget if i'm first or you're first this week i think you're first All right, well, I mentioned that I didn't have a song, but I'm going to play this. I'm not going to play it so that we don't get, you know, bumped off YouTube or anything, but uh, a song that I played for you and John McKechnie and our buddy Kevin O'Brien when we were doing the Stakely Draft, uh, Afu Ra. Have you heard of Afu Ra, James? Because he's an old school guy. I have to look up what the actual name of the song is here real quick. But it's uh, Equality. So it's from the album Body of the Life Force, which has this weird like, animated, it's kind of like a computer animated cover. Uh, not animated, but this weird computer animation picture. Is uh, That's the only album Andrew, I ever heard of from Afu Ra. Is Andrew Redding going to be able to find this one? Probably not. low probability but no maybe because how do you spell it a f u dash r a and the song is called equality it's it's on there it's on there andrew's in luck great song now if i remember right there's a little bit of talking at the beginning which for a walk-up song isn't great but if you know, if ideally, the person handling the walk up music could just fast forward or have it start at the beginning of the actual song. Uh, because the beat's kind of iconic if you've, if you've heard of it, if you've heard it before. So give me Afu Ra Equality. Great song. All
3: right. I'm going to go uh, Jay Z, Snoopy track, uh, Timbaland beat. Okay. It's gonna get me hype in the box.
2: Some Timbo. Um, yeah. Juvenile on the hook. Ooh, I didn't maybe I need to circle back to this song. I like it, James. Well, good stuff, man. I think this playlist is fleshing out pretty darn well. Uh I gotta I mean I am happy with my choice this week, but I do uh do need to come to that decision before we start the show. Uh, in future weeks but uh, looking forward to talking again this Friday on Farm Friday James anything else you want to mention?
3: Uh, No this this was this was good I will just be ranking players for the next four days if anyone needs me
2: thanks for all the work you're putting in man I will play this outro we are sponsored by WinBet so we appreciate them we'll talk to you soon on the Rotowire Prospect Podcast
1: Try RotoWire today, free for 10 days. Get our premium tools, rankings, analysis, and breaking news alerts. No credit card required. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try.